Teach me about the Great Lakes. Teach me about the Great Lakes. Welcome back to Teach Me About the Great Lakes, a twice-monthly podcast in which I, a Great Lakes novice, ask people who are smarter and harder working than I am to teach me all about the Great Lakes. My name is Stuart Carlton. I work with Illinois Indiana Sea Grant, and I know a lot about that feeling when you ride your bike to work and you get about halfway there and you think it feels a little bit breezy this morning, maybe a little bit cool, and you decide it must be because, oh no, wait, you forgot your helmet back at home. And then you have to decide, (laughs) do I want to turn back and get my helmet or just press on regardless? But I don't know a lot about the Great Lakes. And so that's the point of this here podcast. <laughs> so uh, this is that one time a year, the specialist time of year we've been looking forward to all year, whereby we, I mainly mean me. And that me is, too. And me too, the Lakeys. That's right. It is time for the Lakeys. I'm joined today by Megan Gunn. Megan, how are you? I'm good, Stuart. How are you? It is the most specialist time of the year. It is. It is. We've been looking forward all year for these Lakeys. So I might be uh, peeking a little bit. Let me just turn it down. I'm getting too excited. I'm maxing out my whatevers. Uh, so Quinn will yell at me. All right. Sorry about that, Quinn. Anyway, uh, keep that in, though, so everybody knows just how incompetent I am. Uh, what was I saying? Lakeys. Yes. Uh, it's time. That it's, so the Lakeys are, what are the Lakeys? It's a good question. It is our annual. So far, we've had Lakeys. This is the first one, but we will have them every year um, uh, by hook or by crook and uh, celebration of Great Lakes uh, work in the Great Lakes. And so what we did was we asked our listeners and our key stakeholders and things to nominate uh, uh, things for different categories and lakeys. And we had over 150 nominations wow. we had to sift through. Yeah. And a bunch of different categories. And, and, um, so what we're going to do is we're just going to go through the different categories and, and, um, we're going to choose a lakey winner, but we're doing it kind of, um, out loud rather than like the envelope, please. And the reason for that's a couple. One is really, we're just celebrating work, right? We know that we're not the, uh, arbiters of quality, right? In fact, the tagline that we're using is, let me see if I can remember it. Um, quite possibly not the least prestigious Great Lakes based award ceremony that there is. And I think that gives you kind of the attitude about it, but also to show you that, you know, awards are kind of silly in the way they're chosen often because it is kind of random and there's nothing more random than the whims of teach me about the Great Lakes. So we're doing it for that reason as well. Um, but really what we're doing is celebrating all of this awesome work and so um after uh whatever song i randomly choose oh we've done this one in a while uh we're gonna go to the lakeys Time for the Lakeys 2021. And so the first category is science communication of the year. And so the idea with this category is there's like a single piece of communication may or may not be a part of a larger program, right? You know, the challenge with this category is it's everything from like, we had, you know, PBS level things, you know, like really professionally produced things to, you know, a Twitter feed um, and all of which are great in their own way. And, and so trying to figure out what exactly um, uh, counts as a great communication was, well, or, you know, what is a lakey winning communication uh, is, is really hard. And so we had a lot of great um, secret websites were nominated, for example, Eat Midwest Fit which is something we do lawn to lake uh midwest website uh, wisconsin has a, a bunch too like eat wisconsin fish that were nominated um were there any uh but but none that were super consistent kind of across the listeners and stakeholders were there any um any nominations that stuck out for you or any that you want to nominate yourself well some that stuck out to me well for, there are a lot of nominations um, and they were all really good. Some I was familiar with, some I wasn't. I really like the Michigan Sea Grants Great Lakes Basin poster. That was really cool. And now I want one to put in my office at home and at work. Um, I, I really love that one. 
I love that Teach Me About the Great Lakes podcast was in every single one of our categories. So that should be noted. <laughs> well, I mean, of those 150 nominations, most of them were me. Right. But, uh, um, selfishly, I really liked that the Freedom Seekers curriculum was in there. I really enjoyed being a part of the production of that and the editing of that curriculum. Um, I also really enjoyed, you said two things, but I have a lot. The Healthy no, the right. healthy Headwaters Lab Instagram account. Yeah. I was looking through that and I, I mean, I love everything that's connecting kids to the environment. So I really love what they're doing. Um, in their organization. So my my last one is going to be knowyourinsects.org. I've actually used that before. Um, I think it's really cool that there are people that are helping um, their community members, their fellow community members, try to identify insects that they're finding out and about. I, I think insects are cool. Um, so, it, and it's cool. It's Everything in the environment is more interesting when you know what it is. Yeah, I you agree. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. You know, those are a lot of... A lot of good ones. Two others I wanted to point out was there's an artist. Her name is Gio Rutherford, and she's been featured. She does uh, interesting work, um, you know, uh, visual art, and also some TikTok videos. I thought she was really great. And then another one. Now this is this is you know very professionally done. It's Great Lakes Connection, um, which is a, a, a show that they, that's uh, really well produced and has a nice holistic view of the lakes with U.S. and Canada. Uh, something we try to do. Uh, this was good. So no, a lot of great nominees here. Now. Um, one of the ones I want to uh, hold off on for now is the Freedom Seekers curriculum. I want to talk about that a little bit later, I think, okay. uh, as a potential nominee. But but there are a lot of good ones here. Do you feel strongly about um, one of the ones that you chose? Because I feel pretty strongly about – well, let me hear what you say. I don't feel strongly about any of them. There's so many great ones here. It's hard to choose. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, why don't we select each select? Uh, so I really like Jill Rutherford's work. I think what she's doing, tying in the arts to everything, you know, it's science. Yeah. There's some science involved, but it's also, you know, just getting people involved. But yeah. if there's, um, if there's someone you would rather then we can, we can, uh, lakey that up. No, let's go with Gio. All right, we'll go to Rutherford's visual art and TikTok videos as the Lakey winner, and then as a let's each pick a yay, let's each pick a, a runner up. So, which one of those would you like as a runner up? I would like the Healthy Headwaters Lab Instagram account. Excellent, uh, wonderful choice, and uh, of course, you can also listen to our episode with Cat Fabria from the Healthy Headwaters Lab. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, uh, great. And that is our runner up. And then I will also include, you know what, let's put the Lake Basin map in there. I think that's yeah. really neat. And that's the kind of stuff, uh, actually that we were talking about that internally at Illinois and DOC grant is potentially some, you know, types of products that we could do more of. So I really liked that. Um, so yep, we'll have a runner up right there too. The runners up are the healthy headwaters lab and the Lake Basin map. And the winner of the Lakey is uh geo rutherford wonderful visual artist i was trying to yay the reason i'm off is i'm looking for my like papa i thought i had a papa but i don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay uh great um well congrats to to everybody all right yes 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 the next one now this is so this is something we might have to work on for next year the next was outreach program of the year and so the idea with this was it was something that was more ongoing i think at least ideally it was something that would be more ongoing but uh that's not um it, people had some struggles i think trying to understand the difference so that's okay still a lot of really uh great selections here so um outreach program of the year did you have any that really leapt out to you 
The, so again, a lot of great nominations. Um, the ones I chose here were from Students to Stewards, Fostering Great Lakes Literacy in Michigan Schools. Michigan seems to be doing a lot. Woo-woo. Um, I really, I mean, I love connecting kids to the environment. So that one. And then also um, the Fish Farm and Aquaculture Programming that Ohio Sea Grant is doing. Um, just taking it, taking it to the community, doing live cooking demonstrations and diving deep into Great Lakes Fish Farming. Yeah. Those are excellent. Other ones now that I liked, uh, Michigan Sea Grant's Elliot Nelson, who's a friend of mine, uh, as an alert, um, also did <laughs> Michigan Birding 101, which is a great webinar series on, on birding. Um, and, and we've done a lot more bird-related stuff during the pandemic, so that one, that one leapt out to me um, as, as one that I'd also like to call out to. And then a lot of people um, liked uh, Erie County, New York. They have a healthy lawns campaign, and they have Freddie the Gnome as like a mascot. And so a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, I thought Freddie the Gnome was kind of a fun way um, to, yeah, to uh, learn about healthy lawns. So that was cool. And he has like a music festival or came (laughs) to a music festival, excuse me, um, and has the Roaming Gnome Festival where people can get a photo with him and learn about healthy lawns and and protecting the Great Lakes and things like that. So very good, very worthy choices. But, um, you know, I think, I think uh, from students to stewards, uh, I like that potentially. Does that sound like a good lakey winner to you? Yeah. Let's do it. Outreach program. Yep. Yeah, Outreach Program of the Year from Students to Stewards, uh, and congratulations. And with our runner-ups, the Ohio State, Ohio Sea Grant, excuse me, um, uh, Fish, uh, was it Fish Farming? Fish, fish and Aquaculture Program. Yeah, Fish and Aquaculture. And then, of course, Freddie the Gnome, which is unsea Grant yes. related, but still, still a good one. All right, great. Well, congrats to them. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. We are cruising through uh, these. Now, this next category, Great Lakes News Event of the Year. Great Lakes News Event of the Year. We had a lot of nominations here. You know, everything from uh, some ones that sort of stuck out for me were, uh, you know, levels of funding increased um, uh, uh, with the change of presidential um, administration. Um, the amount of funding coming to the Great Lakes uh, has changed. Uh, let's see what else. Um, there is a marine sanctuary in Lake Michigan that just got established. The new, uh, oh, what's it called? Wisconsin Shipwreck Coast National Marine Sanctuary. Yeah. All right. The Wisconsin Shipwreck Coast National Marine Sanctuary. What do you, what do, what do you know about that sanctuary? Well, I learned a lot about it today. <laughs> I'll put that out there. But I learned that Lake Erie is the deadliest lake. It has more than 2,000 shipwrecks. Um, Lake Michigan itself has about 1500 and this is the first, this, this, what they noted is the first marine sanctuary that's been, um, listed in, in Lake Michigan. The rest, there's like four or five others across the Great Lakes. But yeah, I think that's really cool. And just reading about how some of the shipwrecks happened was fascinating. And there's one, there's one where you used to ship Christmas trees. It was like a Christmas tree farm ship. Um, and it went down with some Christmas trees on it. And there's still one just sitting in the um, the bow of the ship. Just, it's there. It's, it's Christmas tree. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, two that stuck me out is, stuck out to me. They didn't stick me out. Um, they, <laughs> uh, they, as big news stories. One are 
And this one I might talk about again later. Uh, they caught a s- almost seven foot long sturgeon in the Detroit yeah, River. Yeah, um, our, our colleagues at the Fish and Wildlife Service. And that, that was a fun bit of news. And if I remember correctly, it came over the summer. So it was a nice little break from the summer doldrums. Um, but the other one that I think is really big news is lake levels, which have been at record highs for a number of years. And this year, um, they are coming down for the first time in, in quite That's some cool. time. And uh, so that's, uh, you know, they hit a record high last year because there were lots of rains and things like that. And this year they're starting to decline just a little bit uh, off of those records high, record highs, excuse me. And so to me, that's a really big news story because it affects so many people. Do you think, semi-related, do you think they're finally going down because we haven't had a lot of rain this year? I think that's part of it. Yeah, we had some people on to talk about um, water levels and it's a little bit complicated, right? But um uh, but it'd been, yeah, but the precipitation has a lot to do with it. You know, it doesn't mean things have returned to normal, uh, of course. There, you know, there's seasonal cycles and things like this. And we talked with Adam Beckley of Wisconsin Sea Grant, who, who talked about this, um, who know, who studies lake levels and, and discuss them. But a lot of it has to do with storm systems. And a lot of it has to do with, like, the seasonality of storms, I think, okay. and when they come. Um, but, but uh, you know, lake levels is something people track a lot, right? And and they were at record lows uh, when I was a postdoc at Purdue, actually, because there were droughts and everybody's like, oh, the lakes are too low. And then I leave for a few years and I come back and they're too high. And now they're getting more normal. But to me, uh, yeah, it's a big story. Anytime there's significant lake level things, it's a big story. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so thinking through, uh, which one of these great stories do you think is our, our lakey winner? Oh, man. Well... Having more funding, I think, may be the winner because it allows us to do all the things that we need to do to get Lake Michigan back into its natural state, Lake Michigan and all the Great Lakes, right? Yeah, more funding is a is a big one um, because it'll give our partners uh, just a lot more uh, uh, a lot more money to do a lot more stuff, which I think is important. You know, including things like cleanups and areas of concern, uh, working on AIS issues, habitats, nutrient. I mean, everything. You know what? Mm-hmm. I was really leaning lake levels, but even just talking through this, you have convinced me. I think uh, the <laughs> increase, the infrastructure funding is going to be our lakey winner this year. Um, and a runner-up will have uh, lake levels. And then is there a runner-up that you want? The Marine Sanctuary. Got it. I know I've said this before, but I really need to go dive on some of these wrecks. Yeah, you and really reading do. About them. Yeah, reading about them makes me want to go out. Yeah, absolutely. You should. You should. We, um, yeah, we're going to talk again, hopefully early next year to Stephanie Gondula from the Thunder Bay Marine Sanctuary because um, they have a film festival. So we're hoping to get her on right before that film festival to talk oh, about nice. that. But yeah, that does seem cool. And you're right. The other cool thing about the Marine Sanctuary is, is you just wouldn't know that we would have these, right? Since it's not Marine. And so anytime you see something like that, um, increases in these federal designations are great. Like, you know, the Indiana Dunes National Park just got mm-hmm. uh, uh, designated a couple of years ago. So that's good. Okay. All right, now one, uh, Great Lakes Research of the Year. This is a challenging category um, because it requires us to make judgments about things that we might not be experts in. Um, you know, for the Great Lakes Social Science Research of the Year, I would have a lot of opinions. Uh, for the Great Lakes, maybe, um, uh, you know, you're an aquatic ecology type person, right? And so, yeah. But a few of these I thought were really interesting. So do you have, uh, do you have one that... I do have one. Um, and it's back to Lake Sturgeon. So the one I picked was the Lake Sturgeon Annual Adult Survival Estimated from Acoustic Telemetry. Um, okay. And I probably really liked it because I've worked on acoustic telemetry projects in the past. And it takes a lot of work to <laughs> capture all the fish, tag them all, and then spend years. They spent 
like seven years, five to seven years, I can't remember, monitoring where they were moving in Lake Michigan. Sorry, I keep saying Lake Michigan, in the Great Lakes. They were actually looking at um, 205 Lake Sturgeon and they tracked them through the St. Clair and Detroit rivers over seven years. Yep. Yeah, and this is, uh, I don't know these authors, S.F. Colburn, this is in the Journal of Great Lakes Research, just came out, um, although it's probably been, uh, it's Scott Colburn, it looks like, yeah, uh, from University of California, Davis, along with some some other people. This is interesting research. So what is acoustic telemetry? Help me understand what that is. So acoustic telemetry, um, they're basically radio telemetry tags. You put them, they are... I don't know, about four inches. It, re- it also really depends on the size of the fish. So they can be four to five inches and they don't cause any um, disruption to their normal lives. But you you cut them open, you insert the tag, you you suture them up. You also, when you have them, you're, you're aging them, you're sexing them. Um, you're taking a lot of information so that when you recapture them later, whether it be um, through a stationary receiver that's in the river where you're going down. We, we used to dive in the river to collect the stationary receiver and download the data. And we also used to, um, we used to kayak and canoe down the Wabash River. So I'm guessing that they may have done some things like that, where you have a, a more passive receiver, sorry, a more active receiver, and you're, you're tracking the, their movement through the water. And when you find them, you know where you, you capture them um, to see how far they're moving through, through this period of time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is a cool use of technology. Uh, the choice that I have actually is also a cool use of technology. Well, yeah, it's more a cool use of data. Um, and that is this article by Eric Anderson and colleagues. It was published in Nature Communications. It's called Seasonal Overturn and Stratification Changes uh, Drive Deepwater Warming in One of Earth's Largest Lakes. So essentially what they did was um, they looked at a long-term data set in Lake uh, Michigan. So Eric Anderson uh, used to be here. In fact, he was a Teach Me About the Great Lakes guest. And uh, now he's at the Colorado School of Mines, I happen to know, because you and I were on a grant proposal with him a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, so what they did was they used buoy temperature readings all the way down the lake. That, so this thing called a thermistor string. What that is is basically a long rope or cable with temperature, uh, with the thermometers every, you know, uh, some number of meters. And so they looked at um, temperature measurements for over 30 years of data to record changes over time. And uh, what it shows is that uh, climate change is affecting deep water in Lake Michigan in addition to the surface water. They found signal of warming, you know, all the way at the deepest depths at their 110 meter um, uh, readings. And uh, so why I like this is two reasons. One, I mean, it shows a really important consequence of, of uh, climate change, right? And so as lakes turn over, which they do every year, typically, uh, you know, that's much warmer water coming up, which, you know, could have uh, really big changes in like lake ecology, you know, species compositions and things like that. Um, but also it, it shows some of this really long-term data. One of the unexpected themes to me of Teach Me About the Great Lakes has been the importance of these long-term data sets and paying people to use them because then you can ask these really big questions. And that's part of why I think uh, the the GLRI and other funding is such a big news story is it will continue to enable that because if that stuff, usually it's got to be government funded or it doesn't tend to get collected um, because academics, and I count myself as partially among that number, tend to be really project-based. You know, it's like you do a project, you get your data and you move on. Sometimes there's money to continue collecting the data. Oftentimes there isn't. And so when you, but when you have these long-term data sets, it's, uh, it's really, really good. And so um, that why, that's why that is my number one choice for the leaky. Uh, so where do we go, Megan? Can we have 
Two winners? No, we can't have two oh, winners. We have gosh. one winner. One That's winner. So this hard. is the Lakeys. There's no okay. ties in the Lakeys. <laughs> but are there really rules in the Lakeys? I feel like this is what we decide we want it to be. I mean, you're you're right. But the problem is, <laughs> if in the very first year, like the fourth category of the Lakeys, we already have a tie. What does a Lakey even mean at that point? You know? Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll be honest. I'm going to lean on this one just a little bit. Okay. I don't lean often. Well. Who knows? Um, but uh, I try not to lean off. And while fully recognizing that part of my privilege is that I might not always realize when I'm leaning. Uh, so with that acknowledged, uh, I think this story about the long-term data, I think it touches on so many teaching about the Great Lakes themes. I agree. That that is why I like it. Although I do love, and I, I really feel like Sturgeon might be about to see their time in the sun. Um, and But I really do uh, love the work. And that you pointed out, but I think our Lakey winner, if it's okay with you, will no, be Eric yeah, Anderson I agree. I, yep. I agree with your your defense of it. All right. Uh, well, congrats to them. Congratulations. Um, and congrats to uh, Scott uh, Colborn uh, on the Sturgeon paper. It's also very interesting. And anytime you're using acoustic telemetry, that's neat. Mm-hmm. All right. Notes taken. And you can find a list of all the Lakeys in the show notes. Uh, I'm going to press a lot of returns so that they're spoiler free. Or maybe I'll add them to the show notes in a few weeks. But uh, they'll be in the show notes, which you can find at teachmeaboutthegreatlakes.com slash 47, the number 47, because this is episode 47. All right. We are at approximately the midway point, and it's going to get faster here. But what we're going to do is take just a little break to pause and let your brain take in everything that has happened. So we will be back in just a minute. Continue on with the Lakeys 2021. Teach me about the Great Lakes Lakeys. Next category, coolest thing you learned on Teach Me About the Great Lakes this year, uh, or of the year. This is the coolest thing you learned on Teach Me About the Great Lakes of the year. Uh, Megan, what's something cool you learned on Teach Me About the Great Lakes this year? I will go with this nomination that said everything. Um, I also agree that every everything that I learned was amazing, uh, and everything blew my mind. All right. Um, good. That means everybody goes home a winner if we choose that one. I had a, a couple of nominees. One is the Chicago Piping Plovers. Uh, yes. The stories of Monty and Rose. That was super fun. I didn't know anything about those. Um, and so I, I'm going to I'm gonna put that one as a runner-up. Since you don't have a strong opinion, I, I might just declare I a don't. I, I actually highlighted um, pretty much all of them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And the other is uh, we learned from our colleague Vidya Bala Subramanyam. She had this just this way of looking at climate migration that really – tickled my fancy because um, I normally make cold hearted cynic. Um, and, but she pointed out, you know, climate migration can also be seen as a way to positively change systemic inequalities. And I was like, you know what, that's, that's true. If cities are going to be refactored, they can, and, and populations are going to be redistributed. It, it could be done in a way um, that increases justice, right. And it increases yeah. uh, equality. And, and I hadn't thought about that. And, and so I was really glad to hear that. Um, uh, semi, but not a lot related. There's one thing I had no idea about, though, that I learned about this year on Teach Me About the Great Lakes and also in my work at the Illinois Indiana Sea Grant. And this is the one that I posit should be our Lakey winner. And that is the Freedom Seekers Curriculum, um, which is a project that you were involved in that had to do yeah. with the Underground Railroad throughout the Great Lakes. you want to give us just a little background on this? Yeah. So what we did um, with the Freedom Seekers Curriculum was to show students that the curriculum is mainly for middle and high school students um 
how the freedom seekers were connected to the Great Lakes. And it looked from it looked at things from how they may have been using um, using Lake Michigan to cross from the Chicagoland area over to um, Canada and also in New York. Um, it also looked at different ways that that they were naturalists and how they were using the environment to to navigate through the navigate to the north. It also looked at just, oh my gosh, there were so many different pieces. I can't choose. Just. I mean, it's just ton. It's really complicated. And I just, I just, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm not from, you know, I'm not from the North. And so we don't go as in depth where I'm from on the Underground Railroad. Um, but then on top of that, just thinking about the the connection to nature or something I'd never done mm-hmm. before, frankly. And so hearing and about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so hearing about that, I thought that was, that qualifies to me as the, it's not as, as you know, hardcore science as some of what we learn, but um, it, it really is that connection between the natural and, and uh, environment and, and people. So I really loved it. I think it's great. I think it's great work that, that you and, and your colleagues did. And so I think it is uh, clearly, clearly to me, the coolest thing that I learned on Teach Me About the Great Lakes of the year. And so with that, I think Freedom Seekers curriculum will be our Lakey winner. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. All right. Now we're getting into the categories that are maybe a little farther afield. Getting toward those categories. In other words, the categories that I'm more passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The first one is is Science Podcast of the Year. And um, here there is a definite audience favorite, although I, I suspect that the ballot box was stuffed. (laughs) Um, and, uh, uh, the audience choice of the year was clearly our colleagues and friends of Wisconsin Sea Grant, the introduced podcast, Mm -hmm. which is a neat thing that they do. Um, if you haven't listened to it, just Google introduce podcast. It's all about introduced species and it's primarily in Wisconsin, but it's, you know, it's great, like, uh, relevant, right. To the whole region. And, um, so whereas this show is more modeled on, I guess, like talk radio, um, uh, uh, maybe not even the best of talk radio, um, uh, introduces is a more produced model that they do. And, and so I cannot imagine how hard they work on each episode. You know, they combine multiple interviews and they have music beds and the music isn't embarrassing. And, the and it's great. Stuart. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and, and, um, all this other kind of stuff. And, and so it's, it's really good work that they do. So that is the clear audience, uh, ch- choice. Um, for understandable reasons. Do you have a favorite science podcast that you listen to, Megan? Well, I'm going to go with, well, besides this one, because I do listen to this one quite often. Um, I'm going to go with Ologies by Ellie Ward. I've listened to several of her episodes. And I I mean, it's following a different ologist each each episode. And there's so many different ologists that I never would have thought would be a thing, you know? So I think that that was a great one. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. That is a very fun one that I learned about. I think it was actually from the Healthy Headwaters Lab people. I think it was from um, uh, uh, Cat Cat over the Healthy Headwaters Lab. But regardless, that is the one that I've listened to a few times since then. Um, that was the other one on my list. You know, every now and again, I'll listen to Science Friday, but like they need an award from us. Um, <laughs> anyway, and uh, let's see. Uh, those are the main science podcasts that I have in my in my feed right now. Um, I used to really like the skeptics guide to the universe, which is not a science podcast, but it is about sort of scientific thinking. I think it's introduced. I think it's introduced. Does that work for you? Yep. Yeah. We'll go with the audience on this one. We'll go uh, with our hearts. We'll go, uh, yeah, we'll go with our heads too and, uh, uh, introduce because it's just, uh, it's very impressive what they're doing and it's filled with a lot of good information. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, we'll have runner up can be allergies and the winner will be introduced. Congratulations. All right. Congrats to introduced. All right. Now the real categories begin. Great Lakes Animal of the Year. Megan Gunn, 
Who do you like for animal of the year? I'm going to go with the piping plover. Piping plover? Piping plover. Yeah, we had Monty and Rose. Did you think I was going to say Lake Surgeon? Well, I didn't know. I didn't know what you were going to say. I know what I was going to say, which is Lake Sturgeon, because I found a seven foot Lake Sturgeon in the yeah. uh, Detroit River, a hundred years old. That's, That's almost crazy. as old as me. Ha <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Boy, those are two great animals, right? And so what I like about the piping plover a lot is it's this really neat story of um, uh, restoration, right? Um, and what they're doing in there. And they have a lot of volunteers and everything. Boy, there's a strong argument for piping plover. I really like Lake Sturgeon, though. What did the audience say? Let me check the audience nominations. This is where they started. To... Most of the audience said Lake Sturgeon. So audience says Lake Sturgeon and I say Lake Sturgeon. Well, there's some, po- there, there's some, I don't know. Brew 10 cicadas. No, that's the bust of the year. Um, <laughs> One person said round goby. Round goby. <laughs> we'll talk about that at sandwich of the year. Um, <laughs> Monty and Rose are on there too. Uh, boy, it's really, it's really really tied up you know what i got to lean last time so i think if you like uh piping plovers let's let's do it let's do piping plovers plovers. upset it's an upset sorry sturgeon (laughs) (laughs) Sturgeon's like what else do i have to do (laughs) come on i've been waiting a hundred years for this Uh, that's okay uh what you have to do is you have to be cuter like you're neat looking with your little bulbous bolt but you're not very cute yeah and cute matters a lot uh at least when it's you and i carolyn would probably if she's out there, she had the option to come on this show. She couldn't make it. And so, well, she could have leaned on it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Piping Plover, congratulations to you Yay. on the uh, Great Lakes Animal of the Year. They and are really what cute. is, yeah, a definite upset, but that's okay. That's the thing about uh, the Lakeys is, you know, the one thing you can expect, in all honesty, is the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the Great Lakes Non Animal of the Year. Great Lakes non-animal of the year. Maybe brood 10 cicadas here, um, since as far as I can tell, they don't actually exist. But uh, <laughs> no, what is the what is the non-animal of the year? Did anything jump out for you? I had two. I really like the fringe polygala. Um, I don't know if that's how you say it. Polygala? Polygala. I'm going to okay, go fringe yeah. polygala. I think that they are also very cute. Um, they are a, what are they? They're a flower. They're an emergent flower. I don't know them. This is a, so this is an audience nomination. I didn't I didn't see this one. Yeah, I didn't know them either. I actually had to Google most of these things, so I thought that that was one. And then the, the second one was beach grass. Actually, maybe beach grass is number one for me. Really? Because yeah, you you know the shoreline wouldn't be the same without them. I mean, so thank true. you whoever made that nomination. Yeah, those are it's good ones. You, you just you just overlook because it's there. Yep. But if it wasn't there, nothing else would be there either. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, the couple, so, uh, a couple other audience ones that I noticed, one said, uh, PFAS, you know, PFAS, which, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So evil and everywhere that there's a good argument, but you know what? I'm not going to make something evil and everywhere. The, the non-animal of the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll save that nonsense for, for time and their stupid person of the year thing. Um, and the other one I think is, uh, pudding stones I saw on the list and it really stuck out. Um, so these are uh, little stones that are full of jasper. So they're they're kind of neat looking. Um, they start out in like rocky riverbeds or whatever, and then you get made in these huge formations potentially. And uh, they're they're really really neat. And we talked about them a couple episodes in a row. So I like those um, as as potential non um, animals of the week or of the year. And then the other one stuck out was oyster mushrooms. They're not aquatic, but they're native, uh, totally delicious, and they have a lot of promise in like bioremediation of pollutants. Um, so that's that's cool too. Anytime you can and they ice- glow in the dark. Yeah, and they glow in the that's dark. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. What are we thinking here? 
I'm going to lean towards beach grass. Going beach grass? Yeah. Okay, the shoreline wouldn't look the same without it. You know what? You're right. It wouldn't. Uh, and it serves important kind of uh, anti-erosion stuff as well, right? Uh, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go beach grass. But then can I have pudding stones as a runner up? Yes, of course. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> all right. And now, of course, uh, the ones that people have been waiting all 45 minutes or no, not even that, 30 minutes or so for. Um, and this is the Great Lakes Sandwich of the year great lake sandwich of the year we had a lot of nominations um and uh i had one that was a clear favorite but in the moments before uh we started recording my clear favorite uh was was everything was torn asunder um <laughs> so i am i'm really to- uh, torn on this so if you have one that you want to you know uh uh there's an opening here i guess there was a clear favorite and now there's an opening so let me tell you the the clear favorite and that is the uh the bird sandwich in uh from the fifth frame brewing company in rochester new york and the reason that this is the favorite is it was named after teach me about the great lakes uh uh, guest cameron bird who is a historian and political scientist we had on around the election last year and so my thought is even though it was last year this is the first lakeys anytime you have a sandwich named you're named after you're a sandwich that's named after a (laughs) teach me about the great lakes guest you're going to win a lakey like that's just how it's going to be Here's the problem. I don't think they sell the bird anymore. Like it was there a few weeks ago, uh, but I logged on this morning to look at it and I don't see it on the menu. Oh. So now I am, I am torn. I have a, a, a backup potentially, um, but I didn't know. Did you have a strong opinion? I, there are a lot of fish sandwiches on here. So I'm going to say the fish sandwiches are the real winners. Just fish sandwiches Just generally. Fish sandwiches in general. That could be, in, it could be a goby dog. It could be, a goby be dog. Yeah. a white fish sandwich. It could be um, fried perch. It, so many different sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those fried perch. How is this a question with a period? <laughs> was the, the text of that nomination, which I guess it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with a fish sandwich kind of generally, right? Because they have white fish sandwich and everything. I worry it's a little generic, you know, for, oh. for a, a show that asks about sandwiches every month. This is true. And people get really specific about yeah, their, yeah. their sandwiches. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to make fish sandwich the runner up. Okay. And the other one we're going to go with is, uh, boy, I really wish we could do the bird. We got to be the bird. It would have to be the bird, but the bird isn't there anymore. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a lakey winner. That could be the winner in memorial. Oh, that, oh, we'll have an in memorial section, you know, like, like in it. the Oscars. And so for <laughs> this, it'll just be a picture of the bird, which is like an egg sandwich. Um, <laughs> Uh, just floating by. All right, so we'll do that. In memoriam, the bird. (laughs) And I think for the winner, we're going to go off list here. And we're going to go with a BLT, but not just any BLT. This is one that was recommended to us. It was over a year ago, but um, it's at Tom Coombs' house. Tom Coombs is the meteorologist uh, for ABC, I think, 57 in South Bend. And he came on and taught us all about weather in the Great Lakes. And his sandwich was a BLT at his house because he's a tremendous gardener. And he mm. invited us over. Well, maybe I invited us over. But anyway, <laughs> we were invited over. So I think I think our emergency winner if it's okay, it's going to be a BLT at Tom Coombs's house. Um, and it'll be a celebratory BLT. And then we'll have the bird in memoriam, but then we'll have a runner up of fish sandwich. And people, if you want a fish sandwich to win, you got to go more specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. But uh, fish sandwich like generally. All right, good. 
All right, now one uh, that is potentially very heated, and that is the Great Lakes. This is our last category, too. Mm-hmm. Great Lakes Donut of the Year. Great Lakes Donut of the Year. Megan, do you have a big opinion here? No, my favorite was the one that said, probably the one I did in a snowy parking lot back in February. That was my favorite. Very solid. <laughs> Very solid. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, I think, uh, you know, Tim Hortons on the, the season of giving episode a couple of weeks or a couple of episodes ago, both, I think both uh, guests are both Canadian, of course, but both guests recommended Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, a guest pap- uh, popular as well. Um, bacon and maple people like that was another one. Um, someone said gross. I pass hashtag tea sandwich. <laughs> Solid answer. I'll be honest. And then uh, plant joy in Windsor, Ontario. That I think that came from our friends at the healthy headwaters lab, but I'm not sure because they, they recommended it. Uh, the problem is I haven't been able to travel the Great Lakes to try all these donuts or these sandwiches either. I know. Or the, I, I was thinking that when I was reading through them, it's hard to, for us to decide if we haven't had any of these yep. things. Yeah, exactly. That is a challenge. Sounds like we need a road trip next year. Yeah, it does. We're, so this is, I mean, this is how it's going to be. We're going to go shipwreck diving. We're going to do the big dive five, the five, yeah. five, whatever that thing is where you do all five lakes. I mean, I'm not doing any of them, but I'll drive. Um, and and uh, and I'll get the donuts while you're swimming in the Sweet. lakes or diving in the lakes. Yeah. Okay, good. It's for work purposes, so it's great. Yeah. All right. I, I can't. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't go. Here's the thing is I can't go Tim Hortons because um, it's like a big chain, right? And we want to celebrate local donuts. Um, so I think we're going to go with uh, uh, the donuts at Strange Matter in Lansing, Michigan. Um, if that's okay, unless you have a strong opinion. Yeah, I was just, I was just thinking that because yep. sometimes I'm veganish, sometimes I'm notish. Um, yep. but I like that they've nailed the fun and fancy vegan donut genre. Exactly, that's exactly what I'm thinking. All right, so winner, uh, a strange matter, and we will have Tim Hortons as our our runner up uh, since it was picked by two guests and the audience liked it as well. Um, now I do have an honorable mention. Uh, this was um, uh, not nominated in the nominations, but this was brought up by Titus uh, Seilheimer, uh, who was just a guest on the show, actually. And this won a, and this is already an award winner, so it doesn't need a lakey. This won a Sporky at the uh, Wisconsin State Fair, and Titus pointed this out. He said he's already cleared mantle space for the trophy. I didn't tell him that there are any <laughs> trophies. Um, but I think this will get an honorable mention trophy, and that is the Glazy Boy. Uh, the Glazy Boy, which I think is from Miller Lite Sports Bar. It's not clear. But um, what it is, is it's two Grebes glazed donuts pressed with uh, Fontina cheese, slow smoked pork loin, raspberry whole grain mustard, and pickled jalapenos. So it's like a sandwich and a donut. Yeah. And it's either the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Or (laughs) the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And the thing is, if you eat it, you won't live long enough to decide. (laughs) But... It had to be pointed out, the the Glazy Boy. So, so Titus, there's your honorable mention. Lakey, congratulations to you. (laughs) (laughs) And um, the other thing, the last, so actually the real last category we had was was wild card. And um, I don't know if you had a wild card that you wanted to toss out. We just add people... uh, we just had people to, you know, toss out anything. And, and so we have some fun ones that I'll put in the show notes. But was there a category or an award that you feel, other than the, the um, honorable mention we just gave to Titus, is there a category or an award that you think we should we should give out? 
You know, I, when I read it, it was like, you know what, this, this is the real winner here. The best podcast intro and outro music for doing Jane's Hands With. All thanks to you, Stuart. Is <laughs> our, it's ours. You can't, you can't cha without doing the jazz hand. I mean, it's a really solid point, And I do, I mean, I do the cha, or sometimes I'll do like a point, you know, like the old uh, finger <laughs> guns. Um, but it's true. All right. Well, I hate to self-award, but the thing is, that's the category. Best podcast, intro, and outro music for doing jazz hands with. Teach me about the Great Lakes. Uh, I will accept this, Lakey, on behalf of, of everybody, to tell you Thank the you. truth. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Mainly on the behalf of myself. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Well, there are our Lakeys 2021. Congrats to all the winners and congrats to all the nominees. Yeah. And really, whenever I look at this to get semi-serious for a minute, it's like the amount of work that's going on you know, on out there is just amazing. Mm-hmm. There's so much good stuff. And a lot of it in Sea Grant, obviously we're biased towards things that happen at Sea Grant programs. <laughs> um, but sometimes we also get a little bit tunnel vision-y. And, and so to see you know, what's happening outside of Sea uh, Grant and all this stuff oh, is, yeah. is just amazing. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, it's been really great. So thanks to everybody um, who nominated things. Again, we had over 150 nominations, which is a lot. Um, and then, uh, you know, we can't wait to keep awarding Lakeys um, in the next year. So that is awesome. Actually, maybe the coolest thing I learned last year is that if you ask nicely, Captain Dean will honk the guardian horn. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, great. Well, Megan, as we wrap up, so this also serves as our year end closer, right? Assuming we get it out before the year's end, which depends entirely on travel schedules and things like that. But assuming you're hearing this uh, in late 2021 or maybe early 2022, um, is there anything you want to kind of reflect on? Maybe, uh, you know, good uh, from the last year, Great Lakes wise, or, or maybe uh, good wishes um, for the Great Lakes in 2022? I do have a good wish in for the Great Lakes in 2022. But also, it's, I mean, even though things have been wonky, some of us have still been working from home, some of us have been in person, and just the world is weird right now. Um, it's It's been a pretty okay year. And my well wish for the Great Lakes is may you all continue to give back to your natural states. Because yeah. with all the great work everybody's been doing, things are happening. Yeah, I agree with that. That makes a lot of sense. This has been, yeah, like you're saying, an interesting year, quote unquote, not the good kind of interesting, but it, it's been, you know, there's been a bit more of a groove, right? Um, and uh, I think it's weird as someone who's been on a university campus for essentially my entire adult life. Uh, it's been weird not being part of that community. You know, well, I'm still part of the community, but not like there, you know, college campuses, university campuses are awesome um, to me. Like, I just love them. Uh, it's just so vibrant and it's fun to see all the kids, you know, as I, as I get older, we're now, I'm, you, know, you know, I look at college kids and think my daughter, not my peer. Um, but, mm-hmm. but as I do that, they help to keep it, you know, keep me feeling young and vibrant and, and fresh and all that. And so, you know, learning about things like whether or not birds are real and, um, <laughs> But, but, uh, so it's been a bit of an adjustment with that, I think, and, uh, not necessarily always awesome, but, but just, just cool. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, we've learned so many great things on teaching about the Great Lakes. This is our second full year of, of doing it. And, uh, I think we're getting closer to where we want to go with the show. Like we want to try to combine some of the goofy stuff with the learning and all that. And I feel like we're slowly approaching where we want to be. And it's been super fun. I'm so glad to do this. It's such a joy and an honor to be able to have this show. Um, and to have it, uh, you know, it's a little bit different, right. Um, from, from a lot of things and, and I like it that way. And, and so that's, uh, but it really is just a joy and an honor to be able to do that. Um, and, and to have a good enough audience so we can keep being stupid and, and just, <laughs> ways. 
Um, so that is good. And I also share your well wishes uh, for 2022. And, um, you know, I hope that we get to keep learning a lot of fun stuff together. I hope that uh, everything just keeps getting more and more normal and that whatever the world is going to look like in a few years in terms of where we're working and what kind of work we're doing, I hope we start to walk toward that as well. Uh, so with that, everybody, hey, have a happy new year. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and uh, be safe, uh, you know, for the second winter in a row. We're entering an uncertain period. And uh, please take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. Uh, please get your shots. And um, we'll see you next year. Teach Me About the Great Lakes is brought to you by the fine people at Illinois Indiana Sea Grant. We encourage you to check out the great work that we do at iicgrant.org and at Grant on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. Check out the work that Megan does. Also, specifically, uh, with the new the uh, Familiar Faces Project, which is underscore TFFP, I think, on Twitter. Is that right? Yep. You got it. Yeah. All right. Um, Teach Me About the Great Lakes is produced by Hope Charters, Carolyn Foley, Megan Gunn, and Rini Miles. Ethan Chitty is our associate producer and our fixer. Our super fun podcast artwork is by Joel Davenport, inimitable Joel Davenport. The show is edited by the awesome Quinn Rose. Uh, thank you for a great year, Quinn. We are so glad to have you on board. And I encourage you to check out her work at aspiringrobot.com. If you have a question, comment, or a complaint about the Lakeys, <laughs> send us an email at teachmeaboutthegreatlakes at gmail.com. Leave a message on our hotline. That's 765 496 IISG. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Teach Great Lakes, or even better, follow the people we follow on Twitter because it's a really interesting li- list. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for a wonderful year. Thank you so much for being part of this. And keep, of course, grading those lakes and keep doing those jazz hands. Beauty.